Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! It's noon on Monday, March 21st, and this is news that you can use from YAA with your hosts, Zach and Ray. And, well, I'm sporting my Phoenix Suns uh, um, pullover because, well, they're just the damn best team in basketball. I'm glad to hear it. Pops, all right, here is the deal Monday morning. That means we have a chip shortage update. And, honestly, after last week's news and what we got this morning, I think it's fair to say it's no longer a chip shortage. It is a full-blown crisis. Oh my God! I didn't know you were going there. I mean, honestly, I think it is. When I'm when I I went for a run this morning before our show, yeah. I was thinking about. It. I was like, this was a this was a shortage. Yeah. Then the car shortage. At yeah. what point do you pivot? And it's kind of like with the pandemic, you pivot pivot from pandemic to endemic, right? Like you just live with it. Yeah. This is a this is a crisis, and you know what? It's something that we're gonna have to live with for the next few years. It's what it seems like to me. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of bad news. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, pull it up. <laughs> Give me one uh, second, I'll pull it up. So, so yes, there, there, there was a lot of bad news, um, and especially from what is it, ASML or AMSL or? Yeah, here. So let's 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 start here. Let me share okay. the screen. All right. So back on the Join YAA website again every single week, and honestly, even more frequently nowadays, we are updating this page joinyaa.com slash guide slash chip dash shortage. Let's go to today's update. We now have the total number of vehicles taken out of production exceeding 1 million globally. Big factors into that just in this most recent week were what we talked about last week, the earthquake that that struck tragically in Japan. Last week, we had uh, 929,000 vehicles that were taken out of production, and now we're up to 1,158,000. So that was an increase of 219,000 from week to week. A lot. And the projection has gone up to 1.884 million. Let's scroll down really quick. Just tack on another 200,000. I mean, 200. 29,000. So we're seeing the numbers that Auto Forecast Solutions put out do the ex- same the same exact thing that they did last year. Yes. Which can't come as too much of a surprise. Which 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 was start low and, and keep going up. And then this year what we're seeing already is we're seeing the indicators that point us in the direction of saying there's no reason this is going to get better. Well, help me out here. Yep. Um how many months are there in a year? 12. Okay. And this isn't this is the third month March. Yes, and we're not through March yet, but but through through the twentieth, we're up to one point eight eight four million globally projected. Yes, projected globally. Yep. Okay. Call it one point two that have already been taken well, out of production. Yeah. Okay, but let's let's say we have you know ten more days in March. Yes. So, yeah. So let's not ten more days. Yeah, period. Yeah. So let's say the projection for the year by the end of this month is up to 2 million which it probably will be okay and how many months equal a quarter three okay so if we were to extract this is way more bad so if we were to extrapolate it out at the current rate that would translate into about 8 million lost vehicles through the course of the year. Which is where we ended up close to last year. We ended last year last around 11 year million. 11. Yeah. So, you know, 
Boston Consulting Group will be running laps around giving each other attaboys if it ends up being eight, because I think they had talked about it being somewhere around eight. Let's look that came out of the Financial Times that I know I sent you this this morning. Chip makers face two-year shortage of critical equipment. Intel admits expansion to be restricted as it works with ASML to boost capacity. This whole article talks about how no one really has the supplies that they need, and everyone's still relying on this one company yes. called ASML. You got a chance to read this, right? I, 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 I did read it. I don't know what what currencies they were talking about, but whatever it was, it seemed like it had to be a lot of money. I mean, look at this right here. ASML has 700 product-related suppliers, of which 200 are critical. And, and they are going to produce more of what they do this year than last year and they will produce more next year than this year and they still say that won't be enough and and what they produce is the type of uh, well the machinery i don't know takes it's just amazing when you see what they have to go through to produce what they produce and how expensive it is um now we must say that that the stuff that they manufacture that allows the chip makers to actually make the chips to set is, up their fabs is to what set called. up their fabs yeah. is is not the the technology that's necessarily used to make automotive chips. Yep. Okay, because the automotive chips use a a an older, more archaic type of uh, manufacturing. So what 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 we're talking about is the more complicated and complex chips that aren't necessarily automotive chips, but they very well might be in the future. Oh, and, and if they're in an EV or in one of these yeah. autonomous driving vehicles, yes. they likely are. And Pops, I saw in the chat here from Igor, we've got Igor, we also have from Learning Fast, I'm going to pull these both up. Zach and Ray, I'm talking to my European OEMs, the original equipment manufacturer yeah. reps, and they all tell me that most manufacturers are running low on aluminum, neon, <laughs> copper, Mini Cooper, nickel, yeah. and all those items that are much needed for car components. And then we've got learning fast here in the chat saying nobody has the supplies they need except for Tesla. They are making more cars than they ever have, and they haven't even brought the Texas plant online yet. Let me show you this. This comes by way of Justin on our team. Justin, yes. Justin and I, by the way, yes. are starting an EV, a YAA EV channel in a couple weeks. Okay, so in April we'll have a YAA electric channel, and Justin, our in-house expert on EVs, yes. and also becoming an expert on supply chain, he'll be running that show. Don't have a URL for you to go to yet, but I'm just letting you know that it's coming wow. soon. Justin created here electric vehicle price increases, war in Ukraine to send battery prices skyrocketing, not just battery prices. This is everything. And to the point or the idea that Tesla is unscathed through yeah. this, it is not it is so. not so. Raw material prices are just up through the roof. Okay. Fully electric and plug-in hybrid passenger vehicles soared to 9% of global new vehicle market share last year. In Europe, that's 19% of all vehicles that were sold. Um, and in here in the United States, it's up to around 5%. Let's see where it is. Um, nickel prices are up tenfold. Wow. Tenfold. Okay, that's not insignificant. Uh, lithium carbonite prices have surged 313%. Cobalt, cobalt hydroxide was up 82%. Nickel sulfate rose 34%. And the expectation for what that's going to do to electric car prices. And we've already seen it with <clears throat> Tesla. Last week, they raised their prices three times in one week. Two or three times in one week. Not bad. <laughs> You know, and, and you know what's crazy? Huh. This week at YAA, if you go to joinya.com <laughs> uh, and, and you want a you want a premium membership, but if you type 
type in four little letters, luck, yep. we'll give you a 20% discount. Why everybody else is raising their prices, we, we here at YA are actually lowering ours, at least through the 24th. All right, all right, all right, all right. We, there was no need for a pitch there, but it's okay. It was, it was somewhat, a good pitch. It was all right. We've got Simply Vincent in the chat asking, so anybody seeing SUVs drop in your area yet? I actually had sent in to me on, on Instagram um, some big trucks. Someone took a screenshot of their dealerships and yeah. emails out with discounts on big trucks. So I saw a little bit of that, but it leads us to the conversation around gas prices, honestly. Yes. Yes. I know we've seen gas prices come down just a little bit, but oil prices are back up. I guess my question for you, Pops, is what's your take? moving over the next couple of weeks, still kind of like steady Eddie, you got to see what the numbers look like. Or? Well, my take is, is that every time the cost of oil goes up, um, gas prices will go up dramatically. And every time the cost of oil goes down, the price of gas will drop slowly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, we've seen a minor decline in gas prices since the high, which was around, I think, the 11th or 12th of, of this month. Um, but now that I think gas is, or, or oil is trading at, a, at around $110 a barrel today, um, after it had dropped to a low of 99, uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll see those, uh, the, the incremental increases go up quite a bit on the retail side, on the gas side. And then we would expect to see then gas guzzlers, big SUVs, things like that. We And bear in mind, we get the Black Book data tomorrow for the used car side of things. Yes. We would expect those prices to either go down or not go up as much as everyone else. Yes. We've got a question here from Mark in the chat. Pops, hey, Ray and Zach, is the market looking good? I imagine not. I've been forced into the car market after having an accident yesterday. Really um, sorry to hear about the accident. Yes, Glad yes. you're okay. Is the market looking good? It is if you're a, a dealer and you're selling stuff that's overpriced. I, okay, I've been thinking. I thought about this on my run as well. My God, you don't just concentrate on running. You might trip on something. Okay, here's why you could make a case that right now the market actually is good. What the hell indicates that it's going to be any better within the next 12 to 18 months? Inflation and lack of supply. That, that to me suggests that car prices in general are just yeah. going to go up. So you know what? Is the market looking good? If you don't need to buy a car, don't buy a car. If yes. you absolutely need to buy a car, buying it yesterday would have been the best thing you could have done because everything's going to get more expensive. The one potential caveat being yes. potentially gas guzzlers, if, if, if oil prices and gas prices skyrocket again, then gas guzzlers might be cheaper three months from now, two yes. months from now. Yeah. But if you're really thinking financially, like what's the best financial play possible, you're not going to buy a gas guzzler anyway. A zip car. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say? So for Mark, who's in a situation, got in an accident, he's yeah. a bike car. Is it looking good right now? Sure. It's looking better than it probably will 6, 12, 18 months from now, don't you think? Yes, Karnak. No, I mean, if you don't agree with me, say you don't agree with me. But I, well, I, I mean, you know. What the I, hell have you seen that says it's going to look any better? If there's a recession, okay. Okay, if there's a recession, prices are going to come way down. Okay, if we have a repeat of 2008, Prices will come way down. So everything is... But there's no supply. I, I get that. But everything is... But but if there's a recession, you know what's going to match up with the no supply? Huh. No demand. I'm trying to see. Mannheim, I think, put out their latest numbers. I think Mannheim said the first half of March, uh, wholesale used vehicle prices were down another 4%. And so... I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's no supply. How are wholesale used vehicles going down? The only indicator would be less retail demand, right? Because supply is going down. Yeah. So why would prices also go down? Because 
demand's going down. Yes. So I guess to your point, if there was a recession and demand continued to go down, yeah. if, if demand even if, even if that point supply would outstrip demand dramatically if we go into a recession. Yeah. Even though there is hardly any supply because there'll be so few people in the market. You know, in 2008, 2009, whatever the heck it was. Yeah. You know, I, I was at an Acura store and, and we were averaging 104 new new Acuras a month. OK, we were we were averaging a total of 150 new of 150 vehicle sales a month, new and used. Yep. OK. Um, during the Great Recession. That the number of new cars, why I was still there. Yeah. Uh, suddenly that average was down to 50 new cars a month um, by that was by May of 2008, I think it was. By August, they were selling 18 new cars a month. It was down 80%, 82%. Um, So guess what? It doesn't take a lot of supply to have too much supply when there's absolutely no demand. No, I hear you. Yeah, and the prices go way down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you got to move metal. You really yeah. do. Yeah. All right, let's run through the chat really quickly here. Well, now, Igor says, if I may, he says, this time is different, Ray. <sighs> okay, all right, one second. Yeah. Can we just talk about delineation of responsibilities? Like, mm-hmm. I got to click on it for people to see it. Yeah, like, when you point at the screen, no one can see it. I'm just saying. Okay. So, like, all right, I clicked on it. Okay, so this time it's different. There's no supplies, right? Even with the recession, the prices will stay high because there's always people who will be buying cars. To his point, Hyundai coming out saying, hey, we're not going to fulfill fleet sales orders. So you know what? There is demand out there. Rental car companies, even if there's a recession, there'll probably be rental car companies trying to restock. Fleet sales have been non-existent. I agree, I think, with Igor here. The demand, I think, will likely stay there. It might not be consumer demand. But the businesses out there that haven't been able to get their vehicles, those are gonna, they're still going to yeah, need so vehicles. Yeah, so maybe maybe at that point the manufacturers will will be, about the, will be producing just for your your corporate fleet buyers and not your consumers. We've also there. had no vehicles come back from lease returns, so that's also like another factor that it's hard to hard to think about, like what that's going to do in the supply side uh, in this market as well. Yeah, it's tricky. I, neither of us can predict when a recession is going to happen. Obviously, but yeah, well, let's hope there is not. Exactly. But 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 what you're saying? Well, do you see anything twelve to eighteen months from yeah. now? I you know I don't know. I mean, I didn't see. I didn't necessarily see that there was going to be a war in Ukraine. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't. I, I certainly didn't see that there was going to be a an earthquake, a major earthquake in Japan, or that there was going to be cyber attacks on on yeah, yeah. some of the Toyota suppliers. I, there's there's just so many things that can happen that that we won't become aware of them until they do happen. That can that can negatively impact everything and. And could change the market dramatically. Now, I yeah. want to bring this up, and then I really want to go to the chat. I know I didn't prep you for this at all, and it looks like I'm not even signed in. But whatever, we're still gonna we're still gonna pull well, this we up. Have this idea. article came up today. The real winner of the used car bubble is revealed. Oh, and actually, it comes from Bloomberg. Yeah. Okay. The amount of um, let me just read this. When okay. Porsche tried in 2008 to take over much larger Volkswagen AG using opaque financial derivatives, analysts pejoratively dubbed it a, quote, hedge fund that also makes sports cars. The bid was unsuccessful. Now Porsche was part of Volkswagen, and the parent could almost be described as a, quote, credit giant with some car brands attached. <laughs> the structure, though, is doing wonders for the German manufacturer's bottom line. 
Operating profits at VW's auto finance unit doubled last year to 6 billion euros, about $6.6 billion, according to figures published last week, outstripping even the bumper earnings of Porsche and Audi. This article that was published in Bloomberg, and I just I saw it here in the Washington Post, yeah. this talks about who the winner is yes. as a result of everything that we've been describing here. The winner, we've seen dealer profits go through the roof. The true winner are the finance arms, the captive finance arms yes. or the OEMs. And you know what makes me a little bit nervous? I was having this conversation with one of one of my advisors, one of my mentors. Yeah. We were talking about how everything in automotive is going to change over the next 5, 10 years, more than it did in the previous 40, 50 years. That's our expectation. That's my okay. expectation. And the scary thing is, Where's the consolidation going to happen? Probably with the OEMs. They're going to take on even more power and control. We've seen this with Ford, for example, and I expect we'll see it with others. They're just, does the consumer stand a better chance going up against, I don't know, Penske Automotive Group or going up against Ford? Like They don't stand a good chance against either, but I think they have a better chance against Penske than Ford. And seeing that the real beneficiary of what's happened are these finance arms, the hedge funds that also just happen to sell cars. Man, when I saw that, and amidst this conversation about like, well, is it a good time to buy? When will it be? They're just going to find the ways to maximize profits as much as possible. Well, and they're getting damn good at it. What do you mean getting? They are damn good at okay, it. Okay, there you go. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, it is, yes. Um, you know, and it, and it puts it puts us poor consumers uh, at a disadvantage. It really, really does. And we'll continue to keep us at a disadvantage all right from the chat here we've yes. got diane saying hi i just joined yaa that's a cute dog going to need help buying a used car for my son soon it's nuts out there it diane you yes we the right agree place. it's nuts out there mark says yeah inflation is on the rise so i better get to looking glad that i am a member of yaa so i can get some help exactly space here in the chat saying exactly right 100 people overreacted back in 2008 trading in their cars and then gas prices went up yeah went down definitely. Gas prices did end up going yeah. down. Um, uh, Pedro says, hello. So I did it. Traded in my 2020 Kia Nero EX PHEV for a 2020 Outlander for growing family. I bought back in April of uh, 2021. And with YAA help, I got my trade with no money down and same payment 12-month finance. Congrats, wow. Pedro. It's awesome yeah. seeing so many YAA yes. members here in the chat today. We are, of course, here to help as much as we can. Believe in yourself says, I'll just hang on to the car I have then. And what I have is a very is very indicative of the current market conditions. A 2015 Hyundai Sonata Sport with 162,000 miles. It's currently worth more than I paid for it. <laughs> wow. Hard to imagine. Wow. Yes. Andrew says, quality of vehicles are down at the auction, thus prices lower as dealers are keeping everything decent. Well, they're trying to. We've got Robert saying, I would suggest the two of you take a trip to a manufacturing plant to see the process of how chips are made. Albany, New York has the biggest production on the East Coast. Question to everyone in the chat. Would you be interested in us doing that and filming it and bringing it back? I think that'd be awesome. You know, and I can't remember the last time I was even drove through Albany on the way to Montreal. Well, even if we don't go to Albany, yeah, but the idea of yeah, going to a manufacturing yeah, plant, a chip yeah, manufacturing, yeah. a fab. And Pedro says here, really want to shout out the YA community and all who actively helped review my deal on my pre on the premium membership, like Space, Phil, and others. Yeah, 100%. If you're yeah. trying to buy a car in this environment, buying a car is scary. Doesn't yes. have to be. Get some get someone on your side. Just yes. sign up sign up for the membership. Absolutely. Okay, Dad, I want to switch gears and I want to talk a little bit about another thing that Volkswagen announced today. Then I want to jump over to really you gotta be kidding me. How's that sound? I'm in. I'm drinking uh, uh, rose colored water. <laughs> Volkswagen again commits seven point one billion to North America, plans twenty-five electric vehicles for US by twenty thirty. 
VW said it will introduce 25 EVs to North America by 2025 and will expand battery production on the continent to feed its EV ambitions. Yes. Yet another signal from a major automaker that the next the car you're going to buy, second largest automaker, the next car you're going to buy, probably going to be something that has a battery in it. And I'm not just talking about that 12 volt. Well, that's where they're wrong when it comes to me. (laughs) (laughs) The next car I buy will be the one I'm driving presently, probably. What do you make? I mean, we we did an article one time that talked about how there's, what, like half a trillion dollars in in proposed investments into EVs. What do you make of this? We also talked earlier, 19% of light passenger vehicles sold in Europe last year were EVs, 5% here in the United States. Seems pretty, it seems like the winds of change are among us. Um, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it just seems that's, that's the direction that the, that the automobile manufacturers have decided. Decided. They decided for us. Yes. To be clear. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's like, they don't want the consumers to tell them what we as consumers want. They think they know better what we want. And so they've decided on our behalf that we want electric vehicles. Whether we do or we don't is irrelevant to them. Yep. Um, you know, it's the, if you build it, they will come. Well, if the only thing that they're building in the future is electric vehicles and you want a vehicle, guess what you're going to have to buy? And look at this comment from Catherine here. Wondering if there are enough mechanics that know how to fix electric or hybrid cars. No. Yeah. Not yet. Exactly. And yeah. so there's going to be, the, and I mean, we can have conversations yeah. about infrastructure, you know, every single day on this channel. Yeah. There's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that don't currently fit, but holy hell, there's a lot of money being put yes. into making it happen. Yeah. And it's going to be, I think, more generally thinking, generally speaking, I think it's going to be more expensive for us as consumers to own EVs than ICE vehicles. You know why I, th- I feel that way? Well, they're more expensive to start with. And if tax credits go away, because, the you know, governments throughout the world are using tax credits yep. and incentives to, yeah. to get people to buy them. Well, once they become the only things that are available, guess what these governments aren't going to have to offer anymore? Yeah, tax incentives. Yes. And we've got justice in the chat saying they're much, uh, much, 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 much less involved to maintain, which is totally fair. And it is 100% accurate. I agree with learning fast here, however. Yeah. They want electric vehicles because they are more profitable. You know what? You know, you know who who benefits from change? Who benefits from change? In a capitalist society, who benefits from change? The the, the person that brings about the change? Yeah. The per, yeah. the people who are designing what that change is. Yes. Okay. So anytime you're seeing a major shift like this, and who is controlling that? Of course it's the automakers. Yeah, they've decided for us. Okay. You read that article about like how the captive lenders are really just hedge funds that happen to have car brands. Yeah. It's so it's clear as day that it's going to be more profitable for them. It's going to create more value, as, as my investors say, create value. They're going to create more value by going electric. And it's part of me is really excited about it because I think there's a, a potential environmental benefit that's derived from this. Maybe sometime maybe. in the I think future. It's, I think I, I think it's also a big the, maybe. the energy energy independence here in the United States, like the fact that we have to be reliant on other countries, like that causes a lot of issues. So there's like pieces that are really interesting. But holy hell, man, we're letting these multi-trillion dollar, you know, multi-billion dollar companies hope they all want to be multi-trillion dollar yes. companies essentially dictate the future to us. It's super interesting. It's the way it works, and it's getting more expensive. Yeah, it's the way it works. Yeah, yeah, and and it is going to get more expensive because when all when that's all that's available, okay. Yep. You don't need incentives because well, that's all that's if you want if you want to have a vehicle, well, it's going to have to be an electric vehicle. That's definitely what the future pay, looks like. And yeah. you're just going to have to pay what that costs. 
it's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. let's head to the chat here, Pops. We've okay. got Igor saying most used car dealers, most used cars, excuse me, at dealer auctions are actually going to rental car companies who are willing to overpay for them. And also cars are going to Carvana because they now own Odessa Auction House. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting. You know, if you think about it, if anyone were to be able to overspend on a used car, the rental car company who's then going to monetize that kind of makes sense. You can start well, to... They, but, you know, the problem is the rental car companies can't get the, the the manufacturers to build the corporate fleet vehicles that they need. So they they have to substitute these pre-owned vehicles and they become the highest bidder at, at these dealer auctions. Um, and the good quality one, two, three-year-old cars, yep. the dealers can't get their hands on. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then Igor's saying here, Odessa's auctions have gotten worse with quality of cars because all the good cars are now going directly to Carvana and crappy cars go to the auction for everyone else to bid on. Yeah. If you're not familiar, Carvana bought the second largest dealer auction network in the United States, yes. which now means they have a lot of control over that supply chain, yes. which is pretty interesting. All right, we've got Simply Vincent saying, I'm interested in any footage of Pops out in the wild. Sounds like we're going on a field trip because oh Frank from Tennessee also says the same thing and Christopher yeah. says we should do the same as well yeah. and sean suggests here you should interview uh owners of evs to get an understanding of why we made the move 100 again yaa electric that youtube channel that podcast that justin who's our in-house ev expert him and i are going to run that show he's actually justin's in west virginia and he's told me multiple stories of hanging out at the charging station in yeah. his town just interviewing talking to people what made you switch yeah. super fascinating stuff i'm excited about that one final comment here on the ev front Giovanni yes. saying it all kind of evens out. AMD, the car care nut, did a pretty good breakdown of the cost differences a while back. EVs cost more up front, but don't require as much maintenance. Super interesting. He's definitely a yes. trusted source yes. when it comes to that. Ooh, let's answer this and then let's jump over. Okay. Ahmed wants to know, hey, Ray and Zach, do you guys think Toyota's sedan price will increase in upcoming months due to what's happening recently? I don't know. I, I don't know that I have an answer. I mean, you know, if if gas prices keep going up and if their sedans are more fuel efficient than their trucks and their SUVs, then you would think that demand for those sedans should increase. And conversely, um, Toyota would, would see that and go, well, we could probably raise our prices. Now, whether or not they would think it would be in their best interest as a manufacturer to raise the prices on that, I don't know. The dealers, if there's continued shortages, they will certainly add an additional dealer markup or a market adjustment. Uh, I don't know that Toyota themselves will, but I think the dealers probably would. And I think we'll have a, a an answer to this within the next week or two. If we see more headlines around Toyota struggling with production, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Toyota justifying some mid-cycle MSRP increases. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we don't see that, then I'd expect you're just going to see the dealers adding uh, those price yes. increases. Yes. yes. Yeah. Toyota's definitely struggling, though. Uh, so well, are Subaru, yeah, Kia, well, and everyone I mean, else. Yeah. 80% of their plants are shut down in, in Japan at the moment due to the earthquake and, and other issues in, in the home market. Tricky time to yes. be an automaker. Yeah. But yes. hey, fortunately, they have their captive lender, which is a mint. All right, Pops, let's toss on the headphones for just a hot second. You know, you, you, why do you do this to me? It you know, brings me great do. joy. Well, it doesn't Can you bring... do it on camera, please? Uh, in frame. Oh. Oh. oh, 
I think I missed really? something up. You, you gotta, gotta be, be kidding! Me. I couldn't hear. But everyone else could. All okay, right. good. <laughs> Sorry about that, gang. Yeah, All right, okay. I found this in automotive news. This yes. Morning. No charges filed against Florida Chevy finance manager accused of ID theft. Yeah. Authorities said there was insufficient evidence the finance manager intentionally allowed the victim's identification to be used so. illegally. Yeah. Did you happen to chance get a chance to read this article? I did read the article. I mean, they just nobody there nobody could prove nope nobody give us the rundown. What happened? Well, but, and, well people, it's Florida, man. You 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 explain. I don't want to explain this one again. Uh, but I will the only thing I will say is that they 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 couldn't they couldn't find enough evidence that would really suggest that she might have done what they were thinking she might have done, and so they couldn't press charges. Uh, now, that doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't do it. Yep. That doesn't necessarily mean that she did do it. It just means that the, the prosecutors didn't feel like there were, could possibly be a strong enough case there to bring charges. Was the co-signer on there to just get the deal approved? Well, yes. Okay. They so needed essentially- the co-signer for the deal. So... Uh- yeah, here you go. It says it right here. Uh, Tropical Chevrolet finance manager. This woman was arrested by the Miami Shores Police Department in February after Jennifer Ummanzor reported appearing as a co-signer on an ex-boyfriend's 2016 Porsche Macan without authorization. Yeah. So essentially what happened here is somehow... Somehow her signature got affixed to a bank contract as the co-signer of the, for her ex-boyfriend's Macan. Yeah, and and she she swears she never went to the dealership, and and the, and Panito, the finance manager, she, says that well, she. Was I don't there. remember who was there, who wasn't there. It was so long ago, and I was swamped that day, and I I handled like eight or nine deals, plus I was involved in other transactions. Yep. So I can't, you know, I can't remember everything that happened that day, and well, they they, they can't bring charges because they they can't find out what the truth may or may not be. It is a perfect reminder Yes, that every time you go into that finance office, you're going to a bank office. Think of it that way. Yes. If you don't understand something, if you're confused about a signature, if you're confused by language, just press pause. Yeah. Walk away. Because in this, yeah. per- this is a perfect example of... Yeah. I don't want to say something nefarious happened, but like because crazy things can did. happen. We don't, you know. Yeah, we don't know that it did or it didn't. What, what, what we do know is there were allegations and and enough evidence to support the allegations yep and and so the the finance manager who had been suspended during part of this was uh, welcome back to work um, you know and it's uh, i don't know what do they call it in basketball no harm no foul we've got from igor here toyota is talking about adjusting prices because raw materials are rising on prices to make toyota cars it is fascinating to think Yes. That Tesla is the only automaker that every single week can raise their prices. And and we had this great article that Justin put on on the YAA website pretty much summarizing how all the different, you know, vehicle yes. components are going up in price as a result of what's happening globally. You've got to imagine the other automakers are looking at that and saying, yeah, we should do that too. Yeah, and they will. They yeah. probably will. Yeah. All right. Now, Pops, you did a great job at the beginning of today's show reminding folks that we currently have it ends on Thursday. Yeah. Use the promo code LUCK at checkout. Become a YAA member if you yeah. want to know what that entails, what you get. If you're buying a car, it's like having us in your back pocket to make sure you don't get screwed. Pop. Pocket pops indeed. You get black book trade valuations. You can run unlimited reports on the market price report. You have access to our coaches, which are right down who here. are yeah. who are right yeah. down here so take a peek at that access to the deal review channels on uh, on the community forum and so much more 
This is also how we make money at YAA. We don't get paid by any dealers. We don't get paid by any manufacturers. We get paid by you. That's why there's no ads on our car search. That's why we're transparent about the $500 markup on our extended warranty. Anyway, all that to say, luck. Yeah. Use the, the, uh, the, the code luck at checkout if you want to become a member and if we can help you. Yes, and you'll save. 20%. All right. We will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we will have an updated used car market report based on the data from Black Book. I'll also find the data from Mannheim so we can reference okay. that tomorrow as well. Um, I think that's, I think that, that's that my pretty much shot. does it. Yeah, that, that, that pretty much does it. So everybody be back here tomorrow at noon for more news that you can use from YAA with your hosts, Zach and Ray. Thanks, Pops. See Thank you, guys. You. See you all tomorrow. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.